2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this emergency podcast episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. The reason, of course, we are doing this emergency pod is because Jair Alexander, corner for the Packers, has officially been suspended by the team for one game. Here was the official quote from Brian Gutekunst on the press release. He said, quote, "...the decision to suspend a player is never easy and not one we take lightly. Unfortunately, Jair's actions prior to the game in Carolina led us to take this step. As an organization, we have an expectation that everyone puts the team first." While we are disappointed, we had a good conversation with Jair this morning and fully expect him to learn from this as we move forward together. We look forward to welcoming him back next week as he is a valued member of this team and will continue to be in the future. All right, so let's break all of this down. For those of you who do not know or are unaware of the situation that happened prior to the game against uh, the Panthers this past week, the captains had been announced prior to the game. And Jair Alexander was not one of those captains. Jair is from the Carolina area. Clearly felt slighted in some way that he was not made a captain for the game. Remember, this was his first game back, coming back from injury. It does seem that Green Bay has some sort of process to choosing these captains. And it feels like there's usually something to maybe do with how the player played in the previous game or something like that. So that could have gone into this. But either way, Jair was not a captain. Until he made himself a captain. Now we'll get to that in just a moment, but that and that to me is the biggest part of it. It's not what happened after this, but he made himself a captain for the game. The coaches were not aware of it. He did not make the coaches aware. He just went out there, and I even think that you could maybe understand it a little bit more, or maybe not make it so egregious if Jair walked out there with the captains. And didn't like just do anything, just kind of made himself like on the side as like an honorary sort of captain or whatever, uh, but still let the captains who had already discussed the strategy and situation with the coaches do their thing. But Jair walked out, made himself the primary captain and ultimately decided what the Packers were going to do on the play or, you know, to start the game. And as I talked about this in the post game show, Jair said, we want to go on defense first. And for those of you who are, again, not familiar with the rules, it used to be, do you want to kick or do you want to receive? And if you chose that you were going to kick, then you would receive in the second half. That's not how it works. And it hasn't worked that way for a while. If you choose to kick in the first half, the other team gets to choose what they do in the second half. So they can choose to receive in the second half, which means that Green Bay would have had to kick off to start the game. And they would have had to kick off to start the second half which is obviously extremely disadvantageous. So your choice of words in that situation, if you want to kick usually in the first half, is you choose to defer your option. So there's an option. Do you want your choice now or do you want your choice in the second half? So Green Bay deferred their, what you want to do is Green Bay would want to defer their option to the second half where they can choose to kick or receive in the second half. And then the Panthers get to choose if they want to kick or receive in the first half, which of course you're going to receive because you know the other team's going to receive in the second half. So The appropriate verbiage in that situation would have been for the team to go out and say, we're going to defer our option until the second half, then Carolina would have chose to receive, and then Green Bay would have got to choose which side they were going to defend. And that's how it would have played out. But Jair said they wanted to go on defense first. Had the referees gone with that? and not giving him any leeway, as I mentioned, they would have kicked off and then Carolina would have chose to receive in the second half and Carolina would have gained an extra possession out of it. Now, thankfully, Matt LaFleur was able to say before the game to the referees in a very smart move by him exactly what they wanted to do if they won the toss. So he had already explained it and the referees used some version of common sense and to say, Like, are you sure you want to kick off or do you want to defer? And so kudos to them for using common sense and realizing that Green Bay probably didn't want to kick off twice. But the issue isn't so much that Jair screwed up the verbiage or didn't know the rules. That's not the issue here. That's not why he was suspended. If he was made a captain for the day and maybe screwed that up, that's probably a stern talking to, but that's not anything that you're necessarily concerned about from a culture standpoint, a locker room standpoint, or anything like that. The issue is that he made himself the captain, didn't tell the coaches, then made himself the primary captain, decided what Green Bay was going to do on his own without discussing with the coaches, and then said that they wanted to go on defense first. I can only imagine that there might have been a world in which Matt didn't want to kick, that maybe Matt wanted to receive to start the game, And what happens then? Like if Jair goes out and says, we want to kick off and a, they could have got it. They could have taken him at his word. And they, again, Panthers could have got got the ball twice, but now you're completely going against what the coach wanted to do. It happened to be that Matt wanted to kick off anyway, but that I don't think I legitimately don't think Jair knew that. So that is why this was such an issue. And I want to use Mike Wall's quote on Twitter following this because as a former player, he's going to know better than anyone. He said, and this was his his tweet on X, quote, here's the thing. When your big money guys are in the locker room talking down about the plan or the calls and they are out there making themselves captain, you have an authority problem or you're about to have an authority problem. And here's what I said in the post-game show after the game. It never sat well with me that – some people thought that this was a nothing burger, that this was much ado about nothing and oh, the media was making it to be far more than it needed to be. And there was this agenda against Jair Alexander and it's just Jair being Jair. It never felt that way to me. But I did say this verbatim specifically. I said, it's it's going to, it, it could be a nothing burger. And what I mean by that is it could be a nothing burger if everyone in the locker room and the coaching staff didn't take umbrage with it. And it was just, you know, It wasn't an issue like the the locker room and the coaches ultimately have to decide, is this something or is this nothing? Is this a innocent? All right. He's going to go make himself captain. And it's, it's really not that big of a deal. Or is this a sign of dissension? Is it a sign of making yourself bigger than the team? It looked to me like it was dissension. It looked to me like it was making him bigger than the team, but it's hard to say that from the outside looking in. The only people that can know that for sure are the people within the locker room and, of course, the coaching staff in the front office. They're the ones that ultimately have to decide, is this something or is it nothing? And while I wholeheartedly thought it was something and it didn't look good and the optics were bad and, obviously, Mike Wall thought very similarly based on his tweet— it ultimately ends up in the hands of the entire organization to decide, is this something? And clearly they decided that this is something and was something and it needed to be addressed. And I think this was ultimately the right move by Green Bay. I'll go back to what Mike Wall said. You'll either have an authority problem or you're about to have an authority problem. If you just have players that are now running the show and not listening to the coaches and you have expectations and standards for how you're going to do things and the players just start doing whatever they want, that can become a very big issue. And it might seem like it's just Jair being Jair and he's just going out and making himself captain in Carolina because he's from that. How how harmful can that be? But if you have specific processes and ways of doing things that you've set as the standard and uh, one player thinks that he can just go do his own thing, it may not be that big of an issue in that one given moment. It almost was, but maybe it, it, it isn't. But if all of a sudden another player looks like, oh, Jair's getting away with that. Maybe I can get away with this. And then another player is like, oh, that player got away with this. Maybe I can get away with this. And things just start to crumble in the foundation Uh, really starts to just get unsettled. And all of a sudden, all of Matt LaFleur's authority and just sort of, um, you know, the culture that he wants to build in Green Bay, that starts to dissipate and you end up with major, major problems. Personally, not only do I think this was the right call, I believe it was 1 million percent necessary to set that standard once again, because again, you, you will be shocked at how much that this can undercut a coach and undercut some of his decisions and you cannot have that happen as a head coach in the NFL as soon as that stuff starts to happen with any sort of consistency your your job's just done you're you're on borrowed time you're you're going to be out as a head coach because everything is is getting away from you at that point So this is a way to hopefully quickly reel that back in. I do not believe that we have seen other situations or circumstances of player dissent or guys going against what the coaches are asking them to do. I have not seen any evidence of that. So if this is a one-off, you address it, it's a one-game suspension, and you move on, I think everything can be okay Uh, at least from an organizational standpoint. But this is definitely going to be something to monitor as to how kind of everything responds to this. And obviously, as you're going into a must-win game against the Vikings this week, the timing could not be any worse. There's obviously going to be some sort of drama that surrounds the team. There's going to be a lot of questions in in regards to this. And if nothing else, you have Jair Alexander that's now missing against Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings and potentially Addison uh, this week. That that is a huge potential loss for Green Bay. When you have a 365 day a year podcast, you need to have the energy and the health to be able to provide that content every single day of the year. When I'm not feeling the best, whether that be due to illness, gut health, or low energy, it's hard to focus and it's hard to be efficient with my work. Everything is just slower and everything becomes such a grind. That's why I started drinking AG1 daily. When I started drinking AG1, I could legitimately feel a difference in my energy, and I noticed I was becoming sick far less often. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. I recommend AG1 to all my family and friends because AG1 has a team of doctors and scientists and because it is formulated based on the latest science while maintaining their high quality standards. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This year, our family had a few different ways that we did gifts for the holidays. We did some traditional presents, we donated to a variety of charities, and we planned a fun trip for the entire family. Of course, I may have snuck a gift for myself in there during the process as well, but whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you still get to define how you give to yourself. A great way to do that is by giving yourself the gift of therapy. Therapy is powerful. It works and strives to make us the best versions of ourselves and work out the kinks of the everyday daily grind that can continue to beat us down. And during the holiday season, it's really easy to become unaligned with all the regular daily stress, plus the rigors and anxiety that come with the holiday season. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. My favorite part about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online, which makes things so incredibly convenient, and that it's flexible and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, hel pcom slash packaday. I think the other thing that needs to be addressed here, obviously, is just the weird situation that's been surrounding Jair lately. There has seemed to be, and I'm not reporting on this, there has seemed to be some level of frustration just sort of reading Matt LaFleur's comments and, and you know, actions in his press conferences, when he's been asked about Jair's injury in the past, it almost felt like frustration on his point of like, you know, we are hoping to get him back this week. And uh, like, there was always this, I don't know, it just didn't, something always was like, felt like there was smoke there. And we never really knew if there was fire and maybe it's two totally different things, but you already had this weird sort of Jair situation where that, you know, he was practicing and in all likelihood, and as I've said in the past, it's probably just his shoulder wasn't ready. It was great that he could practice, but he didn't have to tackle in practice. And there was risk of re-injury, so he wasn't cleared to play in the game. But it felt like something maybe a little bit more was bubbling there. And then you had this whole situation. And I think the other thing to remember here too is that this was his first game back. So it's like he he goes and puts himself, like after missing all this time in his first game back, he goes and makes himself the captain and then makes the decision, the the optics on it are just so incredibly bad. And that's why I think Green Bay ultimately had to do something here. And it doesn't help either that Jair in that game, and again, my grade's not the be-all end-all. He was my lowest graded Packer in that entire game for Green Bay. He did not play well even when he was in the game. And I'm not saying, again, that that had anything to do with the decision to suspend. It's understandable that with the injury and just being off for, uh, what, six weeks, that there's going to be some rust coming back. I'm not expecting him to come in and be all pro Jair Alexander. But you're not playing great in that particular game. You make the decision to put yourself in front of the team. There's been this weird, bizarro sort of injury situation. As I tweeted out yesterday, his past 23 games since his initial shoulder injury against San Francisco— he is graded in the negative for me. The 23 games prior, he was un- he was like plus 17. It's just like a night and day difference. In my Packer Report article this week, I said, it's basically the difference between a first-team all-pro corner prior to the injury and since the injury, again, in 2021, it's basically like his play has been the equivalent of Chandon Sullivan. It's a, just a massive, massive difference. And I'll just be clear once again, this is not to say that his play on the field or that his injured shoulder had anything to do with this one game suspension. The one game suspension is due distinctly uh, to the fact that he made himself the captain on his own volition and decided to take things into his own hands. And you just cannot do that because like I said, it undercuts everything um, You know that a coach is trying to do from a, a process and culture standpoint, and you just don't want that stuff to run rapid. But. The whole Jair experience for, I would say, the better part of the last couple years has been interesting to say the least. And while that affects Packers Vikings this week in a major way, and you're missing what potentially is going to be your top corner going against Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, um, it also asks a lot of questions of where this leaves the Packers and Jair Alexander moving forward. You don't know how Jair is going to respond to this. You know, we, we saw the, the or we just talked about the quote from Goody that they had a good conversation. They expect him to learn from it and they expect to move forward together. They're looking forward to welcoming him back. He's a valued member of the team. That's all great. That's all GM speak. And we don't know again, how Jair, Jair's an interesting guy. Like we don't know how he's going to respond to this. Does all of a sudden, like after that Viking game is like, Oh, my shoulder starts hurting again. Is it, Hey, in the off season, I'm demanding a trade. Does green Bay want to go in a different direction? Is this is this like it is this there's no coming back from this or do they ultimately both learn from this situation grow together make it better jair bounces back we'll see but the the jair packers experience i would say has not gone great in 2023 and this could be a major fork in the road moment for where this goes from here how Green Bay proceeds with Jair in the offseason, how Jair proceeds with Green Bay in the offseason, and how these two sides sort of reconcile what seems to be a differing of philosophies and opinions and ways to go about doing things. This is a very interesting scenario. Clearly hurts Green Bay this week against Minnesota. Clearly probably hurts the, the current foundation of Jair and Green Bay being on the same page. And this, like I said, it's just gonna be interesting to see where this takes both the Packers and Jair Alexander moving forward. The last thing I want to talk about here, because I know it immediately came up. How is Jair being held accountable for going and making himself the captain, but the defensive coordinator who's been atrocious and can't get simple quarterbacks off the field is not being held accountable? It's a fair question to ask. What I would ultimately tell you is you have to separate the two to some capacity. Now you do need to be careful because if the players are the ones that are like, when when you hear about it in the press conferences from Matt LaFleur and he says, Hey, the players need to go out and execute better. And we don't have guys running like in the right spots and communicating effectively. all, All right. Matt's putting the blame on the players. And when you see Joe Barry in this defense, not succeed and not be held accountable, but Jair gets suspended. All right. More more accountability on the players, but not necessarily. Like, all right, the coaches have been fine; they they keep going about their daily business. But players are getting suspended. Players are the ones that are getting talked about in the press conference. Heck, even this last week, Matt talked about how you know when he's asked about the defense, he brought up the offense needed to do better in a game where they put up 33 points against the Panthers. So you can start asking some serious questions. Of uh, there needs to be better accountability all over the place. It can't just be you can't pick and choose your your times to hold people accountable. It needs to be consistent across the board. Now, Joe Barry, as far as we know, did not break any team rules or did not put himself ahead of the team. He's just been bad at his job. Um, Jair in this game was bad at his job, in my opinion, but that would not have gotten him suspended. It was his detriment to the team and taking things in his own hands and going against the culture that lost him a game. Um, And I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that Joe should not be held accountable so far. I've been very clear and adamant. I would have moved on after the Buccaneers game. I would have moved on after the Panthers game. I would have moved on in this past offseason. Green Bay has not. That's something they're going to have to reconcile moving forward. I still wholeheartedly believe that they will in this offseason. But I do think you have to take the two things separately and say, hey, yes, they've probably made the mistake that not probably they've made the mistake in sticking with Joe this long and not having a level of accountability there. But this also needed to be addressed. This was also the right move. They made the decision to suspend Jair. It's one week and we're now going to have to wait and see how Jair and the Packers handle this entire situation moving forward. Obviously not an ideal day for Green Bay, This is never what you want to see is one of your highest played players and one of your um, key starters and former star and hopefully current star of the team get suspended for a game. But here we are, and uh, this is going to have to play out for Green Bay and Jair moving forward. And we're just going to have to be sort of um, watching to see how this does play out moving forward. All right. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me on this bonus pod. I will see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, go Packo.